you are Locked On A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. Thank you, Amelia. And how's it going, A's fans? Welcome to episode 262 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke. And on today's episode, we're talking about the A's win over the Rays. It was another thrilling game between these two teams. Uh, almost as fun and not, not quite as sexy as the Dodgers and the Padres, but very hotly contested games. Uh, three of them, one run games. One of them was a two run game. So uh, each game game, one swing of the bat could have had a big influence, and uh, they ended up splitting the series. The A's won this one 3-2. to two. Uh, Chris Bassett looked good, so we're going to go over all that stuff. We're, we're talking about that. I'm also going to give you more facts as to why Jed Lowry is a vampire. More details coming to light. I'm also going to go over uh, Mike Fires joining the rotation, what that means, and in the final segment, I'm going to be going over the Orioles game against the Yankees. Uh, they got a hot hitter. They got another guy that is still playing for some reason, so uh, I'll give you guys all of the details on all of that. And also I'll give you guys a quick peek at the Toronto Blue Jays, who the A's will be facing by the time you hear my voice next on Monday. So uh, going over all that stuff for you guys. But before I get into anything, this episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join me on Saturday at 1 p.m. for game time to get in on the action. Locker Room changing the way that we talk about sports. And also make sure to follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at by Jason B on Twitter and in the locker room app. And if you have any questions for us, please send those to lockedonathletics at gmail.com. And I apologize if I sound a little uh, scratching allergies, man, uh, they're getting to me right now and it is not fun, but uh, I'm still here. We're still talking A's baseball. We're going to have a lot of fun. Hopefully I can see all of the notes that I've written down because I have itchy, itchy eyes, but uh, let's get into it. The A's at 16 and 10 after that four and three road trip against Baltimore and Tampa Bay at 16 and 10 have the most wins in baseball. They do not have the best winning percentage, but they have the most total victories in baseball. Uh, they're tied with a couple teams. You know, one of them is across the Bay in San Francisco. You got the Dodgers, you got the uh, the Red Sox, and I believe that's it, actually. So, uh, good job on the A's. They're still uh, pretty good record-wise. They're still atop the AL West. The Astros lost. They uh, almost got no hit. That was a lot of fun. Good job for Yusei Kikuchi on that one. Very excited. Um, but let's get into this game just a little bit. Uh, basically, it was one big blow in the top of the ninth. Diego Castillo, who is currently the Rays' closer because of injuries and all that stuff, he came in with a tie game, and uh, Jed Lowry worked a walk. That'll come up a little bit later. And then uh, Matt Chapman, he's he's instituted a leg kick into his swing to help with his timing. And uh, I'll talk about you know that in more detail. But he 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 hit a double with two outs, and that is what won the game ultimately for the A's. So a uh, good job by Matt Chapman on that one. Uh, it's a day after his birthday. He also had a home run in this game off of Shane McClanahan, and they share a birthday. And I'm wondering if Matt Chapman, I didn't see it on the on the replays, but if he was like, yeah, 
I own that day. Your birthday is mine. And, uh, you know, also had some expletives in there because I think that that would be really funny. But it was also Shane McClanahan's first game in the big leagues. And did he look good or what? Oh, my God. I know that they said that he was only going to go four innings. He ended up throwing 59 pitches. I guess that four innings kind of meant 60. And, uh, yeah, I think that it... (laughs) We were right on with that prognostication right there. He went four innings, gave up five hits, two earned runs, and five Ks. But that first two innings that he was on the mound, he looked unhittable. He was highly gifable. His fastball and slider move ridiculously. Uh, But it was actually Mitch Moreland, the lefty, who broke up the the no-no in the third. Uh, I I know you can't call it. He got the first hit for the A's in the third inning after Shane McClanahan looked like he was going to have his way for his four innings of work. And as I said in yesterday's podcast, with the, the, the lefty that throws hard and springs on the mound, why not just have Mitch Moreland go up there? He's a veteran in the ninth inning. He, he he has a different approach in the ninth inning than he would in the first inning against the lefty. Give him a shot. And then that way you don't use Jed Lowry uh, in that spot. You use him later when you might want to actually use him for Tony Kemp or Vimeo Machin. And I think... I feel a little bit vindicated by thinking that way because Mitch Moreland got the first hit for the A's and it was a double. He scorched it. I think it was 103 off the bat against the guy that looked unhittable. So uh, I just wanted to pat myself on the back. I don't do it very often. I wanted to pat myself on the back for that one. And uh, thank you to Mitch Moreland for making me look like a genius immediately and not having me wait around for that one. So yeah, McClanahan looked great. He's going to be in the Rays rotation, I believe, for a little bit longer. And uh, what if he's still available in your fantasy league, pick him up because he looks looks great. Uh, as for Chris Bassett, he hit three guys, which was really weird. But uh, I had the, the Lockdown Rays guy, uh, Ulysses Zambrano, who was on the podcast a little bit earlier in this week. And he was like, hey, did they get pitching tips from the Yankees? Because if you haven't been paying attention, uh, the Yankees and Rays throw at each other nonstop. And I was very grateful that the Rays did not retaliate whatsoever. He just, he he missed, uh, he had a bad grip on a couple of balls. That's all that it was. It wasn't a big deal. Um, but Chris Bassett, he hit three guys. Uh, Went six innings, gave up four hits, two earned runs, walked one, and struck out nine. The A's pitchers were racking up strikeouts these last couple of games, and uh, you don't really think of the A's having strikeout pitchers, but apparently Cole Irvin and Chris Bassett just love K's. Um, Also, the the big thing for me with Chris Bassett was he gave up three hard-hit balls in the entire game, and that is good. He was limiting hard contact, and that is what led him to have some you know, a decent amount of success. He didn't necessarily shut him down all the way, but if you go six innings and you give up two, I think that that is perfectly fine. So good job out of Chris Bassett. Uh, one of those was a double. One of those was a home run. And then there was also a ground out was the third hard hit ball off of uh, Chris Bassett. So nothing bad. Not bad at all. The A's got the win. Obviously, uh, it, you would prefer zero, but the A's actually hit Shane McClanahan a little bit harder than that. And uh, he looked utterly dominant for that first two innings and everybody was like this is going to be a very long day and then it ended up not being that so that was nice a couple of quick other points from this series Kemp he played in three games Uh, Tony Kemp that is Uh, he went three for eight with a walk a hit by pitch and a double and uh, in 28 bats at bats this season which is not a large sample size he's been playing very sporadically we're almost a month into this he has 28 at bats and he has a 389 on base percentage so uh, they're picking good spots for him he 
he looked good at the plate. I know that he's not necessarily inspiring a lot of confidence in, you know, people, but uh, he, he works the count at the very least. He, he makes the guys work and he gets them uh, in, into their pitch counts a little bit deeper. And so I appreciate that from Tony Kemp. Good job on him. His defense looked great. Check out all of his defensive highlights on NBC Bay Area uh, or California, whichever one the A's one is. I, they, I get both of them. I just flip to the one that has the A's logo on. Um, I also want to mention that uh, Matt Chapman in the last two games since he started doing the uh, the whole, uh, whether you want to call it the Josh Donaldson or the Justin Turner, the, the leg kick. Uh, he went two for four on Wednesday with two hard hit balls. He went two for four on Thursday with a solo home run and then the game winning double and also had two hard hit balls. So uh, he hit the ball a lot harder on Thursday, but if he's turning the page, that, that's definitely why. And uh, I'm very excited to see Matt Chapman turn into Justin Turner. That would be very much fun for me. But let's get to why you guys all tuned in. And we got more Jed Lowry vampire talk. Let, let's talk about it. Um, since Mike Fires came back and became part of the taxi squad and then later part of the roster as, you know, a member of the bullpen, you know, a person getting healthy since then. Jed Lowry had been 0 for 11 with two walks. He had been 0 for since somebody got healthy. And he's a vampire because every time somebody would go on the IL, this is for people that haven't been listening for the last couple of weeks. Every time somebody goes on the IL, Jed Lowry balls out and hits the crap out of balls. That's why he's a vampire because he's taking people's injuries and making himself better. It's uh, foolproof. And here's why. Because Matt Olson hit a ball off of, uh, you know, the, the L shape thing for uh, batting practice and it hit off of that, hit him in the eye. He did not play today and uh, Jed Lowry didn't get any hits, but he did have a, a big walk that ended up leading to, uh, he, he got on right ahead of Matt Chapman and his double. So he ended up being the game winning run. And you gotta say it's because Matt Olson hit himself in the face with a freaking baseball. Jed Lowry's a vampire. I'm saying this is. This is too many coincidences for it not to be true at this point. I will die on this hill and maybe worse once Jed Lowry finds out that I've been calling him a vampire. He's going to induct me into his vampireness, and I'm not here for that. So again, if I do not post Monday through Friday for eternity, come look for me. I'm out there. I didn't go missing. Oh, I, I went missing. I was taken. Look for me. Uh, so anyways, coming up, I got Mike Fires joining the rotation. What does that mean? Uh, what's going on with that? And uh, what should we be looking for on Friday when he takes the mound against the Baltimore Royals? I got all that coming up for you guys. So stay locked in with Locked On A's and I'll be right back. Have you guys heard about Sports Trade? It is where fantasy sports meets the stock market. This is amazing. Sports Trade takes fantasy base or fantasy sports in general to the next level. It's like Robin Hood for fantasy sports. Their platform allows you to buy and sell shares in your favorite players just like real stocks. Finally, a fair and exciting way to cash in on your knowledge of sports. And they just added baseball to the platform, so check it out today. When you're ready to buy shares, pick that penny stock in a rookie with huge upside or grab that blue chip vet who's always a solid performer. Instantly buy and sell as many shares and as many players as you would like, just like the stock market. Then watch your players battle in your portfolio value rise. Simply go to sporttrade.com, watch the How It Works video, and then sign up to get started. Sign up today at sporttrade.com and discover the fun, exciting, and profitable new world of sports trading. 
This is truly the evolution of fantasy sports. You'll be amazed. Don't sit on the sidelines any longer. Get in the game at sportstrade.com. This episode is brought to you by 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced limited edition designs at fair price points. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring, ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They're the perfect way to bring light into her life. They're available now through Mother's Day only on BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10. This collection features high-quality, fine jewelry that will surprise and delight and fairly priced so you can give her something special and truly meaningful. If you're on the hunt for the perfect, unique ring she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long, so check them out now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. Welcome back to the Locked On Ace Podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe wherever you like hearing podcasts. Leave us a rating and a review if it's going to be 10 stars. None of that one-star BS. And also make sure to follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at ByJasonB on Twitter and in the Locker Room app. And if you have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. We're doing a mailbag next week, so get those questions in. So Mike Fires is going to get the start on Friday after sitting four games in the A's bullpen, waiting for the right situation and apparently they were like hey let's just uh, throw him on the mound to start the game because you know he's a starter and why not uh seems like a good idea it seems as though well what what has been said is uh they don't know what's going on yet. They're not going to a six-man rotation, so we know that. So somebody's going to come out. We don't know who or when, but it looks like they're putting Mike Fires in now because the A's are in the midst of a 17-game uh, stretch right now where they don't get an off day, so they don't want to tucker out their bullpen, so they're putting Mike Fires in right now, and then they're going to probably move either Cole Irvin or Frankie Montas uh, to the bullpen is my guess, but uh, at this point, who, who knows? Maybe it's just whoever has the worst start in the next week, and then that person's now in the bullpen. Um, I, I have no idea what's going to go on. And also, uh, why? What, what's go- It's strange. Everything's weird right now. I don't know uh, what's going to happen. I don't even feel right speculating about it because it feels like they could just change their mind and be like, yeah, we were lying to you. We're going with a six-man rotation because that makes perfect sense. And uh, we like that idea quite a bit. So... Um, yeah, we'll see what happens. I'll talk about it on Monday if anything changes. But uh, for right now, it just feels like, eh, yeah, it's it should be a six-man rotation because uh, we don't know how many innings we can get out of guys. And Frankie Montas never thrown 100 innings. Uh, a lot of these guys don't really surpass 100 innings by a lot, and they sure as hell didn't last year. So why not go with a six-man rotation is my question. I don't understand. Uh, it, it just seems like it would make a lot of sense. But if they got to move somebody, sure. But don't let it be Cole Irvin because that dude is throwing bullets right now. But let's get into Mike Fires. Uh, last year in 11 starts, he had a 458 ERA. So he was, you know, fine. I think you want that to be a little bit better, maybe around four. But, you know, four or five is fine, especially in 11 starts, uh, that probably would have gone either up or down, I guess, depending on how the rest of the season went. It was a small sample size. Usually he's right around like a 401 ERA, I believe, for his career. So nothing, nothing bad. But at the Coliseum, he is 15 and four over the span of his career with a 339 ERA. And that is solid. So uh, you definitely want to get Mike Fires on the mound at the Coliseum as often as you can because he is great there. Uh, we all know Fires and he'll probably be pretty good, especially against the Baltimore Orioles because uh, they do not have great 
bats. <laughs> Let's just be blunt. They don't have a lot of great bats. They have some guys that can get hot, some guys that can hit dingers, but uh, you know they can string some singles together, but they're not a great offense overall. So I'm not necessarily worried about this one. Maybe I should be. I mean, he is coming back from injury. It's his first start of the season. Everybody has a clunker to begin the season, it seems like. Uh, and if he does, that would definitely be, he definitely belongs in the A's rotation because everybody in the A's rotation had a clunker to begin uh, in, in their first start. So uh, maybe, maybe he is going to give up seven runs and we'll just have like an eight to one loss at the hands of John Means again. Uh, not looking forward to John Means, but you know, whatever, it's fine. So we all know that he's, you know, Mike Fires. He's going to be whatever he does. But but my main question concerning Mike Fires in this start concern is revolves around Rio Ruiz. He is, uh, the, I believe, the third baseman for the Orioles right now. Uh, he or his second base. He plays wherever the hell they want him to right now because Michael Franco's at third. Uh, he had been at third base, I believe, has been playing second or short. Uh, they've been moving guys around a whole bunch. Um, but he, he's been playing, and if he does get a start against Mike Fires, my main question is, will he be on that Astros Vengeance Tour? Because Rio Ruiz used to be an Astros farmhand. He was traded to Atlanta in 2014, I believe, uh, in the deal that uh, netted the Astros Evan Gaddis. So he was one of the prospects along with Mul uh, Mike Fultinevich. Uh, those two guys went over there, and then James Hoyt, who... Uh, we liked we liked seeing James Hoyt quite a bit when he was with Houston. Uh, he did not last very long. Uh, he was so that was the trade. That was two for two basically. A uh, couple of prospects, a couple of guys that stink. Um, and Rio Ruiz is now with the Baltimore Orioles, but he was teammates at one point in Lancaster with Carlos Correa. So is Rio Ruiz going to be channeling his inner Carlos Correa to get vengeance on Mike Fires? That is the storyline that nobody, that everybody's just too scared to write about right now. And I'm talking about it here on Lockdays because we do serious journalism. <laughs> no, but really though, I think that it'd be funny if he, if he went off or like hit a home run and he's like, that's for Carlos or something like that. I think that that'd be hilarious. Where he like did the, uh, the Carlos Correa ear to, or the hand to the ear celebration as he rounded the bases. Uh, anything that like that would be hilarious to me um, because Astros fans have been waiting to see Mike fires on the mound against them. And I really hope that he just like throws a perfect game against them because that would be uh, so, so funny. After all of the crap that has been talked about Mike fires, both as a person and, you know, on the mound and what they want to do to him when they see him next, I think that that would just be, uh, you know, comeuppance. Uh, I, I love when people and, you know, especially in like movies and TV, when they get comeuppance. And uh, I think that the Astros could use some comeuppance for sure. So, uh, yeah, that that's basically my Mike fires talk. Uh, I, I think that the rotation should be six people or uh, a six man rotation, but I, I don't know who you take out at this point. You're not taking out Chris Bassett because even though his numbers don't look great, like ERA wise and stuff like that, it's right around four, but uh, he's, he pitches like a friggin' bulldog. He is the ace of this staff with just getting through games on grit. And that is what you want from the ace that the stats. Sure. It, they'll get there hopefully over time. Maybe he has like a three, two or a three, three, maybe a three, five. I don't know uh, for his ERA, but I think that just having him in Oakland is a is a big deal, and you don't want to send him down, obviously. Uh, Shamanaya is 
your best pitcher right now, so you're not sending him down. Uh, Cole Irvin, I believe, has the second best ERA in the rotation. You probably shouldn't send him down, even though he has options. Frankie Montas, uh, you could move him to the bullpen to conserve his arm a little bit, but uh, would that hurt him long-term? Uh, not long-term, but for the rest of this season, when you probably want to use him in uh, the playoffs, if you make it that far as a starter, because he has some real, he has arguably the best stuff in this rotation. So would it be him? Probably not. So that leaves basically Jesus Luzardo. And if you're trying to, you know, use this season to get him ready for the postseason, then he's going to need to take some of those lumps and learn how to deal with that. Learn how to, you know, pitch with guys on base, learn how to not give up fly balls. You can't do that in the minor leagues against inferior competition. No offense to minor leaguers, but Jesus Luzardo deserves to be in the big leagues right now. He's got to figure it out at some point. And uh, I, I don't know who you send down or, you know, if who you move to the bullpen. It's a weird situation. I don't know why they're not going with six guys, but maybe they should. Uh, Bob, if you say that there are six guys in the rotation as of like Monday, then I know that you listen to the podcast. Please reach out. I would really appreciate having you on the podcast. We're celebrating episode 300 pretty soon, and I'm looking for a big guest. Bob, I think you'd be a great guy. Uh, <laughs> also, if you guys have anybody that you would like me to have on the podcast for episode 300, it's coming up in like a couple of months, I believe. Uh, let me know. I will start reaching out to them, trying to set something up, and we'll have an extravaganza. So let me know who you want me to talk to for episode 300 of Locked on A's. Been doing this almost a year and a half, you guys. It's been lots and lots of fun. But that is not the end of this party. We got more to talk about. We're talking about the Orioles. We're talking about Marcus Simeon coming back to Oakland uh, to, to play against the A's. He's not getting traded or anything. But I got all that coming up for you guys in just one minute. So stay locked in. We're Locked on A's, and I'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you guys by the best tasting protein bar ever. And that is right, my friends. We are talking about Built Bar and the improved Built Bar is even more deliciouser. They have 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors. They got six new flavors like caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. They have their 12 original flavors like banana bread, salted caramel, and toffee almond. And all of their bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They are soft and easy to chew. They are protein bars that taste like candy bars and all of their bars are built for the health conscious person you can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat their bars are low calorie low sugar high protein high fiber and great for the keto diet so all you got to do to get your hands on some of these delicious treats is go to builtbar.com and use promo code locked 15 and you'll get 15 percent off your next order use promo code locked 15 for 15 percent off at builtbar.com Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys already haven't subscribed to the podcast, make sure you do that right now. And then also leave us a rating and a review if you can. I like hearing nice things. It's been a rough week. I could use it for sure. Uh, yeah, try to, we're trying to get up into the uh, the top 20 baseball podcasts in America, and that is uh, no small feat because there are lots of bigger markets out there. So let's show them what Oakland does, and that is get this podcast into the top 20 of baseball podcasts in America. That is what Oakland's about, isn't it? I believe so. Go America. <laughs> but let's get into the uh, the O's and Yankees game. The Orioles won this game four to three. They're not a terrible team. I know that people like to dunk on them, but th they're building something and uh, they're going to be scary at some point and they're going to be bullies and you want to be nice to the bully before they're the bully. So uh, be nice, Orioles, please. That'd be nice. Uh Trey Mancini stayed hot in this game. He went three for four on the day with a solo homer in the sixth that knocked out Yankee starter Jordan Montgomery. Uh, yeah, he's their hottest hitter right now. He is scorching the ball real nice. 
Um, also, Pat Vileka, who I mentioned in yesterday's podcast, he's been playing a little bit more for some reason. Well, not for some reason. Freddie Galvis has been sitting down. He is not on the IL, but he has been sitting down. And so Pat Vileka has been getting more playing time, and he went over three with a strikeout. He is hitting 053 on the season. So uh, as I mentioned in yesterday's podcast, but if you did not listen to that one, uh, basically, if we see Pat Vileka instead of Freddie Galvis, that is like a 150% swing negatively. He is not good at the plate. And so you want, well, I mean, we, we hope for a speedy recovery for Freddie Galvis, but at the same time, as an A's fan, you definitely want to see Pat Vileka in there instead of Galvis. Uh, and so I should probably mention after, you know, getting you guys all hyped up about Pat Vileka maybe being in this lineup, uh, it sounds like Freddie Galvis should be ready to play in the next couple of days. So uh, maybe we don't see him on Friday, which would be great because that is the John Means start. And John Means is a nasty man. And I, uh, the, the A's do not need more big bats in that lineup. The guys that can hit homers. Freddie Galvis, not a, a great hitter, but he's been playing, you know, 20% above league average. He's been doing his job and he has some power and you want to keep him out of the lineup if you can. Give me the 0 for 3 with 1K guy and I will take that when John Means is on the mound. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, the Orioles. They're playing fine. They, not much has changed since last weekend, uh, but it does look like Trey Mancini is heating up a little bit. We'll see how they do uh, in this game. But uh, moving on to the Toronto Blue Jays, who the A's will be facing starting on Monday, uh, George Springer is back for the Blue Jays. Uh, they didn't play on Thursday, so, you know, whatever. They're also playing in uh, Dunedin in Florida on Sunday, so they will, they will have to fly all the way over to Oakland. So hopefully they're a little bit tired for all that flying uh, for Monday's game. We'll find out. Uh, I have no idea who's going to be starting these games for the Blue Jays because uh, on their roster resource page, which usually has five or six starters on it, and you can you know either for yourself look at who is going to be starting or they have little X's next to everybody. Um, they got two guys in this rotation right now, so they're dealing with some injuries. Hunjin Ryu, uh, their ace, arguably one of the better pitchers in baseball. He is on the IL right now, and unless he's only going to be on the IL for 10 or 11 days, he's not going to be able to face the A's in this series. So uh, that would be another nice bullet to, for the A's to be, you know, not seeing to it, to avoid, to dodge, dodge a bullet. That's what I was going for. That's what I was working for when I said the word bullet. <laughs> so yeah, George Springer is back. He went 0 for 4 in his first, uh, in his first start. He was the DH in that game. He'll be playing more over the weekend, getting some at bats, but I'm sure that uh, the A's will definitely wake his bat up for sure. Uh, Vlad Jr. is crushing the ball right now. He's still hitting like 360 with like a 7,000 on base percentage. Uh, he's the, the main guy you want to get out as often as possible. There's some other guys that are like good right now, but it's like Randall Grichik. And so don't let anybody on in front of Randall Grichik and you should be fine. Uh, and then you got Lords Guriel, who, uh, as you, as I mentioned in the, the last segment, um, you know, just connections to the Astros. He is Yuli Guriel's brother. So, and unless the A's take Mike Fires right back out of the rotation, it is highly likely that Mike Fires will be facing this lineup and is Lords Guriel, who has been struggling, but he is a decent hitter. Usually, is he going to go on a revenge tour against Mike Fires in honor of his brother? Uh, I hope not, <laughs> but we will find out. Also, Marcus Simeon is going to be returning to Oakland. So if you're going to the game, uh, make sure to give him a standing ovation each and every game. He worked his butt off for this team. He is uh, you know, from the area, obviously. Uh, he, he's been a great guy and uh, it stinks not seeing him. But, you know, you definitely wish him the best in his future endeavors. And this or this uh, this Blue Jays team is ridiculously good. So good for him. But uh, that is not the only homecoming 
for this week or for next week's series. And uh, the other one is Tommy Malone. He is currently with the friggin' Blue Jays. Did not know that until I looked at the rosters. And uh, so, yeah. Tommy Mill won, he's going to be coming to Oakland too. I would love to see A's bats go against him because he is historically not great. <laughs> but that is uh, that is it. Also, Joe Panic for any Giants fans that also listen to this podcast, he, he's on their team too, but you probably already knew that. Uh, but that is it for this week, you guys. Uh, next week, I'll be going over on Monday. I'll be getting you guys all ready for this series, going over the weekend games against the Orioles. But uh, yeah, other than that, that's all that I got for today. But if you still need more things to listen to, get all of the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. And with that, I am done for the day and for the week. So until next time, stay indoors and celebrate good times, Oakland. Keep wearing those masks, and I will talk at you on Monday. Monday.